This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. We don't know where you are in your journey in life. We don't know where you're located as far as like positionally, latitude, longitude. We don't even know if you hear this podcast in 2018. Hmm. But heading off into 2019, we want to make sure people have a vision for their life. They're living life with a vision, living life on purpose. When we talk about having vision, we're talking about like being clear and sober-minded and understanding and making sure that you know the direction in which your life is going, right? What we think about as far as illustration goes, we think about Ray Charles, right? Mm. I don't know if everybody listening is familiar with the singer. I'm assuming he was a songwriter as well. A man that was a piano genius, but he was blind uh, and he wasn't born blind. He acquired blindness um, somewhere in his track of life. And in most situations, many people would give up on things, right? I can no longer see. I don't have mm. the vision I once had. I'm not able to do things I used to do. And that that leads to a a, a give up, you know, a, a, a pity party, pouting per se. And for him, it was none of that. It was a situation in which where he utilized his other senses as well as the talent that he was, you know, given by God to to move forward, to propel himself into a, a future that was bright. Um, excuse the pun, but it was a situation where he didn't take his, you know, he didn't take his 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 blindness, his weakness. And not having vision means you're living blind, means you're living in the dark. And so we want to help people understand that, hey, despite humble beginnings, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You're greater. Your your greater is on the way. Mm-hmm. And with vision. With a clear vision for your life, you can live that greater now. It doesn't have to be 15, 20, 100 years down the line. You can you can start taking ownership of your vision over your life right now. Yeah, I can tell you about a time when I was blind. Um, I wasn't physically blind, but I was blind in the sense of zero sight on my own life. Because I think, you know, the audience wants to hear the safe place kind of <laughs> moments in our lives. Yeah. I can remember, you know, I, I share this often. I'm in Dallas, Texas native, not a cowboy hater or fan. Mm-hmm. And I can remember growing up with the mantra that you just need to get a job. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And part of the idea of getting a job in the era that by which I was raised was mm-hmm. you didn't just need to finish school. You needed to go to college. Mm. And okay. once you completed college and got you a degree, the degree would then say you were qualified to then step into a serious job or career, right? Right. And I can remember going to the University of North Texas, being there, seeing people so adamant about their degree field and what they wanted to do. 
And the entire time, I kept saying to myself, I have no idea who I want to be. I'm just mm-hmm. here to party. What did Drake say? Right. And the, the poet Drake, <laughs> he said, I'm not here for a long time, but I'm Last here for time. a good time. For a good right? time. Right. Yeah, right. right. So, that's yeah. right. So I was there just for the good time. Uh, but, you know, they want you to go to classes and you're paying tons of money. Matter of fact, I just had um, this woman text me. Her name is Sally May. Uh, <laughs> She's trying and to she, holler at you. Listen, and she wants her money every month, right? <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen her, but she still wants her money. But essentially, this idea of being in school and needed to pick something. For four years, I was a super senior. I didn't graduate until six years in. I put off the idea of a major and chose to be a liberal studies major in the program. And once I was closing in on graduation and moving up the ranks, you know, something that hit me. Though I was in the process of completing a college degree, I had absolutely zero idea what I wanted to do with that degree in the form of of a career, right? Mm -hmm. Which created panic. Uh, And and I think I forgot to mention at this point, I was married. I had a child. (laughs) Oh, you forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I I wasn't doing what the regular folk are doing. I was married and I had a child Yeah, and I had real bills and pressures. And man, I remember opening up the paper because I felt the pressure of having to get a job. And I thought, man, if I could just find something quick, it will take up the gap of my lack of vision. I don't know if you ever went through a paper and looked for a job. It's the worst. If you are not driving some type of truck, if you don't operate some type of medical equipment, if you are not a nurse, if you're not trying to sell something, then there are (laughs) not many jobs in the paper. And I remember thinking to myself, I am blind. I am lost. And yet my responsibilities keep piling up on me in a way that create growing anxiety. How about yourself, JP? (laughs) What are the seasons of your life where you go, man, I think I could be potentially blind or lacking vision. Go ahead. Um, man, it wasn't even potentially. It just was. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> Those of you that follow this podcast, you know that I was once a part of a cult. Um, and there was a point Bro, in time in my life. you can with me. I was listening to the replay on one of them. <laughs> you were annoyed with me on the replay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Why, why was I annoyed with you? I've never, I could I never be annoyed with you. No, I was talking about the fact that you had to wear it. They would call it a little bishop. And you were like, I think it finally struck a nerve. <laughs> so, so you bring it up again. So if it was striking a nerve, then that nerve would be danced on yet again. And then I would have to be in my feelings for the rest of the show. But alas, I have arrived and I am no longer uh, enslaved to my, to my little Bishop mentality. And I am no longer in that place. I'm happy oh, to share and talk about little Bishop times. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with little Bishop, there's some podcasts you can go check out back in the day from this very here, uh, outlets. And you'll hear me talking about being little Bishop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after I decided to leave little Bishop, uh, compound and hmm. strike out on my own, it was probably about a, I don't know, man, close to 10 year period, maybe about seven years of not knowing who I was, mm. um, not understanding myself, uh, feeling like I had been lied to, 
feeling as if I was, you know, Plymouth Rock didn't land on, you know, we <laughs> 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 didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Mm. Um, bamboo, wings, you know, all of that stuff. And so it was just a time where, because for so long I was living someone else's vision for my life, I didn't know how to just move and function and be, and and I was progressing. And then the worst thing is when you when you when you're actually like making progressions in life, and you don't have vision, you really think you're doing something, mm. or you really know you're not doing anything, and you're really even more disappointed. So it kind of goes both ways for me during this time. You know, this is kind of a side note to my situation, but I was in a seven year period where I was progressing in a field, which was the music industry. I was, you know, Grammy nominated for engineering. I was working with a record label. I was flying all across the world and I felt as if I was making moves, but my soul was empty, right? The things that I were doing wasn't really, it was bringing me joy. I was happy to do it. But it, you know, when you when you when you have vision and you're knocking off bucket list stuff and doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing on purpose, it's a lot different than having accolades and winning awards and doing things just just in a field that you're just in. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Right. So I I didn't have a clear vision. I left out of the place because someone had given me a vision for seven to ten years of my life. Like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. This is the direction you need to be moving in. I left out of that place, and instead of being intentional about saying, okay, John, what am I about to do now? What's next? The only thing I did intentionally was I left Oakland and moved to Atlanta. Like that was what I intentionally did, but I didn't have any other thing in place to say, hey, this is what you need to be shooting for. This is the direction you need to be going in. And I was just literally just blowing in the breeze, bro. Just just, just out there for like, as a grown man, like 30 years old. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like I was just, I think 27 when I left. So from about 27 to like 31, 32, 33, I was just, just, just going, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, a dangerous place it's not it's not cool you sound remorseful right now you sound like you like this is like the confessional chair right now like I, what i'm hey, hearing bro. you say that though being an adult it does not mean that you can't live with a deep sense of blindness and the bills are being paid right right i right. think one of the most confusing things about vision is believing that people who are functional day-to-day yeah. paying bills what you call them golden handcuffs where yeah, someone has a where they have a great job or position and yet they loathe it they hate what comes along with it but because yeah. they have such a high financial obligation in terms of what they owe they have to keep doing it right yeah i think there's so many people listening right now who struggle with this and they feel a sense of discontentment with their work. And listen, someone said this to me, one day you will die, right? Mm-hmm. At the very minimum, at least do work that you love, right? I think that right. you know, it's the, the greatest challenge that I see with myself and with others is that it's not that we necessarily want to lack vision in our lives. It's just that it just comes, right? Like, you graduated from high school, potentially went to some type of undergrad program or technical program or struck out and tried to become an entrepreneur. And you look up two years, five years, seven years, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, or 20 plus years in the market. And you wake up one day and you realize I'm very unhappy. Right. 
What are the signs that you could be potentially blind in living without life vision? JP, what would you say the signs are? When you lack vision, you 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 don't feel confident in the decisions you make, right? Mm. You don't feel as if your contributions to things are worthy and, and, and make sense. Um, when you don't have vision, you don't feel as if you are, um, what they call it, you have imposter syndrome, like you don't belong here and you shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? There's a lot of those things that kind of take place. Uh, without me talking forever. Oh no, 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 no! This is this is good. Listen, uh, this is your podcast, so you you can basically <laughs> say whatever you want to say, and people got to listen to it, right? I, I think sit down, one, then sit down. Yeah, that's right. I, I think one of the things that I noticed is that it's just routine, right? Is that you do what you do, not out of passion, not out of it's a stepping stone, or this is some well considered plan. This is just routine. This is yeah. you wake up, you do it. It happens every day. There is no sense of risk involved with your decisions. So, you know, some people look at risk, um, they're risk adverse, right? They do not desire to incur any sort of risk. And that sounds responsible, right? Because we have learned that those who live risky could be very irresponsible based right, off right. of their lack of measured or, and are counted for decisions, right? But what I've realized is those who are overly calculated are actually more fearful than the people who take risk and right. oftentimes can be extremely unhappy and depressed because the thing that they're doing for safety is not the thing that they desire to do for their purpose. Right. right. So what right. I would say is being blind or not having vision for your life means that you just stuck in the routine. You wake up, you do it, you go to sleep and you do it again. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's mm -hmm. the conclusive thing that I, I notice in individuals is that there's a song back in the day um, by the urban poet Ludacris. Okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And he has this song and the lyrics go a little bit, something like this. It says, all of this drinking is going to catch up and all of this smoking is going to catch up. Right. And he says many right now, I really don't give a care. Right. That's an edited version. That's <laughs> no, a G rated no concerns, version. No concerns. Right. Yes. Yes. Here's what the life with no vision succumbs to. The life with no vision succumbs to the right now, not for the later. And what the urban poet it tries to communicate to us in that moment is, look, y'all, one day it's going to catch up. One mm -hmm. day you're going to finally have to face the fact that you gave into a visionless life because of fear, because of an unwillingness to take risk. And now right. all of a sudden, 30, 40, 50, 60, it starts to hit you. Oh, my God. I gave my entire life to something I don't necessarily believe in. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. 
Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. JP, how have you seen this in clients who it finally clicks that what they're doing was visionless? What have you seen or how have you seen that in clients? So it manifests, I think, in, I mean, it, it manifests in different ways. I think the biggest thing is it's almost... I think the way to look at it is like how people respond when they realize they're living visionless, right, man? Mm. So you 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 when you don't really realize you're visionless, you, you know, it's kind of like you don't really know, right? But then yeah. you again, like we said, you'll have these reactions, you'll have this depression, you have all these different things that pop up. But I think what happens is people start to become reckless sometimes, right? Mm. So it's kind of like. You know, oh man, all my life I've been lied to, or oh man, I can't believe I was so dumb, or oh man, I should have been doing this, I could have been here, I could have been there, all the shoulda, coulda, woulda's kick in, right? And then people just start doing silly stuff, Good, making bro. bad decisions, Good, bro. thinking irrationally, you know what I mean? Not not having, you know, sense about themselves and not acting sensibly. And so I think you have to resist the temptation to go into that crisis mode when you realize you haven't been living with the vision, mm. when you realize, man, maybe you've been lied to, or maybe you've been living out somebody else's vision for your life. And I think that's where the the care has to come in. Like you have to be mindful of not having that type of response when you realize you haven't been living with the vision or you've been living um, someone else's vision for your life. Ooh. So, so what are you saying? So you're saying when you fail to have a vision for your life, someone else does? Oh, absolutely. Is that what you're saying absolutely. to me? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, uh, if, if they haven't heard that, they need to hear it again. <laughs> well, let, me, let me say like, this again. Let me slow down and say this. When a person fails to have vision for their own life, someone else does, right? A system, absolutely. a career, a job, a boss, a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you fail to have vision for your life, someone does. I think that we have been taught in so many ways, you should just be happy to serve, right? (laughs) Right. And yeah, that sounds good on the onset, but oftentimes it's a lazy assessment of one's own gifts, one's own understanding, one's own capability. And so what I find in many people is they're living beneath their potential, right? You, you imagine a person like a Michael Jordan who believes himself to be a good player. And once he faces disappointment in that, that high school team, right, they cut him. Because we talk about this a lot, right? We talk about the fact that Michael Jordan was cut by a team, okay? Right, right, yeah. Had Michael Jordan succumbed to the belief that was being projected upon him that he was a subpar player, there would be no Michael Jordan as we know it, right? Right, absolutely. And so none of us disagree that Michael Jordan, as a matter of fact, we debate the fact that Michael Jordan is one of the greatest players of all time, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan debates Mm -hmm. the fact that he is one of the greatest players of all time, right? 
Right. Yeah. What yeah. if Michael would have believed, oh man, I'm just a regular person. I mean, I'm just like y'all, right? I find that people are so quick to assert their authority to say that you're arrogant simply because you know something about yourself that they haven't learned yet. Mm, right? Say that again, bro. Say that again. I learned that individuals in positions of power are quick to assert their authority simply because they don't know things about you. They they don't understand things about you that they haven't caught up to yet, right? And mm-hmm. here's the reality. Michael Jordan has always been Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan, once he got cut, had to have the vision for Michael Jordan. Whether his coaches knew it or not, and this is the issue that I see with the lack of vision, is that many times there are individuals sitting on gifts, talents, perspectives, things that can contribute life to the world, but they cannot give them simply because they do not have clarity on who they are and nor do they know how to refine those gifts in a way that create change in the overall world. JP, what are some ways we can begin to develop life vision? I I think it's clear that you need vision. How do we develop that vision? Well, just in case people didn't get it, I want people to understand what vision does, and then I'm going to jump into quickly how to create it. So vision is is fuel, it's motivation. So vision is more than just, you know, let's write something on a board and let's, you know, write this outline and get this new cool folder that helps me knock things out. No, it's literally like, hey, if you have vision and it's proper, you'll wake up every day ready to do that thing that you need to do, mm. right? So vision. Vision is fuel. It's motivation. It keeps you focused. Vision keeps you focused. When you have a plan of attack, if you're in a war and you're like, ah, we'll play it by ear. How do you, how do you think that's going? How's that yeah. war going to end for you? Yeah. How's that, how's that battle going to end for you? Yeah, you know, we'll just show up and get on the front line and talk to the people. Yeah. Or maybe we'll, you know, throw some rocks at them. No, if you don't have a vision for what you're doing, um, if you, if you don't know what that vision is, you'll, you're going to lose focus very easily. Good. Right. Um, and I think, one thing, another, the last thing that people need to understand about vision is that a lack of vision can lead to a lack of purpose, mm. right? If you don't know what your vision is, if you don't know the direction that you're moving in, you will not have purpose and you will just be wandering aimlessly throughout life. Is that a good foundation to start with helping people understand this thing 20 minutes in? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead. All right, cool. So practical stuff. Your vision must be owned, not just like a, a thing in your mind, not just something that's partially understood. You have to take hold of your vision. You have to be the one that says, hey, hell or high water, no matter what nobody else is doing, no matter what Big Bishop is doing when I'm trying to be Good. Little Bishop, I have to own my vision to make sure that this thing is something that is something I'm willing to die for, something I'm willing to fight for, something I'm willing to lose sleep for, something I'm willing to put in sacrifice and, and live now like nobody else will live so that you know I can live greater later, you know, that type of thing. You you have to you have to take ownership of that thing because it's going to create that that flame in you that's going to burn to make sure that you're progressing in the right direction. Another thing is kind of what I said: the vision must be it must be clear, it must be familiar to you, um, it must be something that's uh, uh, repeated over and over again. You might have to wake up every morning and and start off with your morning mantras, with your with your morning you know uh, confessions, like "Hey man, I am somebody, I am important, I can do it. This is what's going on." And the same thing has to happen with your vision. You can't just write it down January first, twenty nineteen, and be like, "All right, well, I wrote it down. It's, it's over there in the closet somewhere. It'll it'll magically manifest itself." Like, no, it's something you have to revisit. You have to look at it. You have to keep it in the forefront of your mind. 
Um, and I think the another thing you have to understand about vision on a practical level, like if you don't have a, a solid vision, you're you're almost doomed to return to your past. Mm. Um, so, unless your past. Huh? Said it no? No, 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 said it again. No, 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 said it again. Not again. Go ahead. If, if you don't have vision and your 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 path is not clear, you are doomed to re- return to your past. Right. Um, and most of the time, most people I know, especially if they come in to see you or me and, and talking through this life coaching stuff, they're not trying to return to their past, or they're trying to be something different than what their past was. Right. And if you're listening to this show, feeling like, oh man, I need to get back to where I was, you've already you've already lost. Like if you if you used to be great, if you used to be important, if you used to be the man, what did what did uh Fifty Cent say about Ja Rule? Man, homie, in high school you was the man, homie. Like, no, nah, we're not trying to return to the high school you're the man, homie. We're trying to be the new man, the new woman with clear vision, with new vision that's moving in a direction that's yeah, you know, it was good, that was nice, but I need to be moving in a new direction. All right. I think that's all I got. That's all I'm I'm, 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 I'm hey, go ahead. Oh you my got Y'all make sure y'all go pick up a life coaching session with John Parker because <laughs> he's out here changing lives for y'all. You know, one of the things that I hear from you is the fact that in a lot of ways, vision is something that you need to own and renew. And too oftentimes we'll settle for the fact that we have no vision. Uh, well, let me let me rephrase this. If you're not fighting for a vision, you don't have a vision. Okay. Uh, Because vision is not something that happens through osmosis. Vision is something you intentionally think about, right? So if you're listening to the podcast and you're asking yourself whether whether you do or don't have a vision, how much do you think about it? Can you put it on paper? Can you share it with another person? Do you have steps that lead towards that vision or have you fallen victim to a get rich quick scheme, right? Vision takes time, right? Um, the last thing I would say is this. When you have vision, it keeps you from living out the manipulation of people who only want to use you, right? One of the mm. things that I recognize as someone who is talented in certain arenas is that once people notice my talent, JP, they want to use it up for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if they use it when I have vision, because then we're partners. Right. Yeah. But when I don't have vision for my own talents, I find myself being absorbed into somebody else's thing. And I miss out on the purpose that the creator has made me for. Right. And I know it's very difficult to articulate vision. We talk about vision boards and that not being a primary thing and fighting against discouragement. But sometimes in this vision thing, you need a little help, right? JP, what are some ways that people can practically gain help if they just don't get what vision is and what it could be for the line? What is is a way they can get some practical vision help? It's a simple process, man. You uh, pick up a smartphone, pick up a tablet, okay. pick up a computer. It can be desktop or a laptop. And you go to buildabetterus.com and you fiddle around on the website um, and you will find a section there that has life coaches, mm. coaching available to help you get your life on track, to get that vision that you need for 2019 and beyond. Uh, all right. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, because our job is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.